So before we get rolling, I wanted to share a couple of things with you. I know Meredith and the kids have already seen some of this, but I thought this was, it's wet, but it's because it, it was soaking in water. So it's just water that's coming back out of the 3D print. Oh, okay. But okay, when I went okay. to CES, um, there was a, a company there called Bellas 3D. Okay. And they have scanning software. They, it's a, they have a, a rig that is set up. And when you step into it, you stand there for like a second. And then it takes a complete picture of your head. And so when it's done in seconds, it models 3D your head. And so you can like tilt it all around. And I wrote to them and asked for the printable file. And they sent it to me. So this is... That's my head. Wow. And I can tell that looks just like you. I mean, it's a little darker. But yeah, that's... That's your mouth. <laughs> you have a distinctive nose? Mouth? She thinks so. Perfect nose. <laughs> Let me see. I used to know all the time we were dating, I was like, your nose is like the dictionary no, picture. I don't think so. I think nose. it's a horrible nose. <laughs> no, but that is definitely you, man. Yeah, I just thought that that was so neat. Why is it wet? He just told you why it was wet. I know, but I don't like the explanation. <laughs> uh, when it builds, uh, my printer uses also as a support structure, it uses polyvinyl, which is water soluble. And so as <laughs> as the water gets in contact with it, it yeah. begins to melt away. Yeah. You, uh, when you gave me a uh, Womber Bash. Yeah. I, uh, had some wet yeah. stuff on it. Okay. But yeah, this is somewhat porous. And so the water does get in. And that's why. I don't know. I can kind of see... Definitely in profile. Yeah, yeah. yeah the profile pro is definitely. You, you mean know. you don't see your dad's face there? No, I mean, well, because the eyes, the eyes aren't there. It's like one of those ancient Greek busts or something like that. Yes. Now, if we could paint it, if we could have Rhiannon paint it, that'd be Dude, pretty cool. Dude, it looks exactly like you. And then uh, we also, I have a color three D printer at work, but I can't figure out how to convert STL files into the three CP files mm -hmm. that it needs. So, but it has it has the overlay mesh that that like wraps around the model to to give my skin tone and everything. So, if I could figure out how to you do mean that, that's not your skin tone. <laughs> yes, that is not my skin tone. But I'll, <laughs> I'll post a picture of it on I'm on shocked. Twitter and Instagram just to show. Hey, this is pretty neat. But the other thing, I think you'll get excited about this. I've been working on chainmail. Okay. And so I found a really neat design. I've never seen anything like it. Let me uh, roll it up for you. I'll pass it over. This is actually two pieces printed out. And then I had to use an X-Acto knife on the back to loosen it up. And then uh, the join is done at little grooves on the side, on the edges. But I just thought, man, that's this so cool. This is dope. It's, it's incredible. I mean, this reminds me of Frodo's Mithril yeah, right? shirt. Yeah. But I, I love the flex on it. Yeah. Like I said, it's two squares stitched together down Can the middle. Can you make a shirt? I'm working on it. Like to fit you or to fit me? Because I think... Because what's going to happen is if you, if you make it to fit you, I'm going to look like... You're swimming in it. No, I'm gonna look like the scene where they're at the delve. <laughs> yes. And uh, I'm not or at, the, at the yeah. And Bilbo's wearing this gigantic chain yeah, yeah, shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I need to see that. Oh no, it's actually it's actually the the dwarf. What's his name? Um, uh, Gimli. Uh, Gimli. Yeah, Gimli's the one. He's like he lets it go and it falls down to the floor. Yeah, they're right, at, right there at Helm's Deep. Yeah, Helm's Deep. Yeah. Oh right. It even sounds like metal. Yeah, exactly. Really. Yeah, so the plastic sounds like metal. I'm gonna post some pictures of this too because I just think it's so I neat. Mean, you could totally make sound effects with this thing. Yeah, in fact, Thane, if you can shoot a video of him holding it and dangling it and jangling it, and also if you'll like drape it over your hand to show how flexible it is, start off holding it up straight. So this is 3D printed chainmail, and it's got some good flex to it. And if you can bring it in close to the camera, not too close, but so you can actually see the detail and how the it's like double cross beam, but they're like 90 degrees of each other. And they're all interlinking, and this is two squares that have been stitched together. So really neat. It's a 20-hour print per square. Yeah, so it would be really neat to get a full chain shirt going. And I don't think it'd be- Don't stop there. Underwear, everything. Yeah, right? Chastity belt. <laughs> Loincloth. Yes. <laughs> Breezy and nice and comfortable. Yeah, uh, the bikini mail, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hello, stackers. Welcome back to another actual play episode of Stack of Dice. Before we get started, I just want to mention Dice Envy. Meredith got me a couple of dice from Dice Envy's Frost Dice set. I was low on eight ciders, and as a Valentine's Day gift, she thoughtfully got me a couple of eight ciders. Check them out on DiceEnvy.com. Use the link in our show notes, and you'll be able to go there and buy dice just like normal. They'll be the same price and everything. But we'll get a small part of what you pay for them, and that helps to fund the show. It helps us to get new things to add in. Check them out today using the link in our show notes. 
Also, we want to talk about BattleBards. BattleBards.com, check them out for great sound effects, and they have a whole range of stuff that's covered on their site. Fantasy, science fiction, all sorts of great things. Check it out. BattleBards.com. If you sign up for a Prime subscription using our special code of STACK, you'll get 20% off the price, and you'll have streaming access to sounds plus tools that you can use to put together. Check them out. BattleBards.com. Before we get started with other things, I just want to put in a word very quickly. Starting on the 6th of March, we're going to start reducing the length of our episodes, actual play episodes, and try and move to one time a month recording times. Try and cram several episodes into that single meeting because realistically traffic is just so nuts here, especially in the coming summer months and editing time has gotten interesting. So we're going to reduce that. But what that's going to do is it's going to allow me to maybe fit in more special content episodes like Creation Corner and other things. So just be aware that on the 6th, if our episodes are a little bit shorter, maybe around the 30 to 40 minute mark, we're still going to try and cram lots of stack of dice goodness into each one. We're going to try and work a little smarter on our end as we record these episodes. Hope you understand and hope you enjoy the content that's coming up. You can catch us on Twitter and Instagram at stackodice, by email at stack.o.dice at gmail.com, and our wiki is vardalon.fandom.com. As a starting question, we've talked about all sorts of favorites in our various questions through the run of this show. Today I'd like to ask you about the opposite side. What is your least favorite aspect of our games and or D&D? What do you think would make it better? That's a tough question. Because the answer to this will help me, you know, if, if there's any shortcomings or parts that you don't like, I can use that to try and improve things. Now, I can't really think of any issues I have with the game we're playing right now. But uh, one thing about Dungeons and Dragons itself is the damage system, the, the way that combat is done. Peter has 71 hit points. Tier over here has 40,000 we're just absolute sponges and so i just find that it's it's a bit breaking the immersion when trying to describe damage and combat in an accurate believable manner that still conveys how much damage we're dealing with each hit if i deal 3d6 damage that's a significant portion but if it's against an enemy that has 100 some odd hit points it's not going to hit for all that much and so trying to convey the power of the attack you did while also making it believable that you know the enemy is still capable of fighting at full capacity it at least uh distracts me a little bit but it's a personal thing i think i remember you saying a while back that you were working on the different damage system that more realistically uh lowers your attack ability as you take damage so like you said um a certain amount of damage you might lose an arm yeah. Or something. And then that would obviously hamper your ability to continue. The fight. You have to draw on other things. Like if you had a two-handed weapon, well, that one's out now because you've lost a limb as part of the damage you took or the damage you deal to a monster that you're fighting. Which makes, I mean, it yeah. makes sense if you're trying to be more realistic with your, with your game. Because I think sometimes, you know, when I bite in with a big old axe on something and I'm like, wow, but they're still able, <laughs> your, your axe bites deeply, but he's still at full capacity to, to attack everybody yeah. else, you know, so. I'm bringing this up not to say we need to change things right now. It's just, I like the game as it is and it's working well, but that's definitely an issue with mine. I do have that system kind of made up, not really uh, well tested yet. But yeah, it's also just to kind of mitigate how long fight sequences take mm -hmm. it because, you know, Dungeons gotcha. & Dragons, in our episodes, a fight takes an entire episode sometimes. My new system is to keep fights from lasting three hours. I have a question. Do we always fight characters at level? So in other words, would we ever come across, like we're level eight on average, would we ever cross characters who'd be level five? So therefore, we would really be like powerful against them, or are when you, we battle you, are we always battling at or above our levels? I like to keep it challenging, and so I'd like to put stuff. I like to match you up against things that are at or above. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's not to say that you can't. I mean, of course, if you just walked into town and started wailing on the on the villagers, yeah, you just started beating <laughs> up the peasants. Yeah, that's not going to go very well for them. <laughs> you, and you get a bad reputation out of it. But yeah. the uh, the who's laughing now? Yeah, I'm just trying to 
trying to keep it challenging. And so I try and match you yeah. up against things that. Just asking. Cause you know, like, sense. like for instance, when we play video games, for instance, sometimes you'll be like just on the trail and you get attacked by some random goblin or something. Well, they're, they're usually like one or two level. So you like, and it's, it's real quick experience points. Now I know it's not a video game, but my point is, is there are these times when you come across people that you can just utterly demolish. That is a moral booster though. Sometimes I should say. Yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes when, when every single one of our fights takes, you know, 10 rounds and it's just going and going and going. And no matter how much damage we deal, it doesn't seem to end or whatever. Yeah. Womberbast, you utterly destroyed that serving girl. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Those orphans over there. trophies aren't always bad. <laughs> Those orphans over there, gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, something like my least favorite thing. It's so nerdy. <laughs> I mean, I, I have my least favorite episodes. There are times when we play the game where I'm like, wow. Like the one episode when we were in the desert and we just couldn't get anywhere, that was atrocious. Like <laughs> at that point, I wanted to quit. Okay. I'm talking about the, the episode. But I mean, obviously going through that, you know, it's, it's, we look back on it and laugh today. Uh, but it took an entire year to laugh at that. Um, or, or the episode where, where we, we didn't record and then had to re record. I, that is my biggest disappointment because that first that first version of it he's never gonna get over was it. awesome my roles were awesome the the carnage and blood that i spilled was awesome and it just the neck the re-recording did not capture the awesomeness that's true the blood of this. that's very um, true so so yeah i uh but 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 in general i like the i like dungeons and dragons I don't really have an issue with how it's played. I figure at this point, they've been going through how many iterations? It started in 75. Yeah, I, I think they've worked out most of the kinks. Um, it's obviously popular. It's obviously working. So I, I really don't have anything I hate, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's gaining in popularity, too. I just saw today that uh, Chris Pratt is trying to get together the Avengers to play a D&D game. Ah, that would be great. Yeah. That's cool, but like me also, like I'm also kind of annoyed by that because it's no longer like the the little small nerdy thing that, that like the socially outcast thing. Like it's now it's your hipster mainstream. self. Yeah, yeah, your hipster self is getting yeah. It's about. it's it's now <laughs> hip and cool to play Dungeons and Dragons. And I'm like, no, stop it! You're supposed to oppress us. Um, interesting. I don't know. This isn't even really necessarily a. a thing about the game but you know you've heard me mention several times when we're in fights my character basically has one thing that she can do i mean i have two other weapons but they're not any they're really not any use in the kind of fights that we're generally in so it's just like i can use my axe or i can go into a rage and use my axe and that's pretty much it so like for me when we're i'm yelling sorry yeah i was i was for like me, wow for me <laughs> <laughs> For me, when we, we, when we are in battle, like every single turn, Bash and Peter do something new. And every time I'm like, well, I guess I'm just going to go back at him with my axe. But I mean, that, that's the character I chose. I mean, I, I picked something simple because I didn't know anything about what I was doing at the time that I picked a character. I wanted something that was going to be easy to just jump into. But, but you could get different weapons. You, you could go, when we go out to a market, you could get like two daggers and you could, you know, switch up how you, or if you have daggers, you know what I mean? You could throw <laughs> daggers. Like, I'm, like, I'm like, don't I have, that's my other, that's, that's, that's uh, but, but like what I'm saying there. is like, you can, you can ask or, and, or try to explore different ways. That's true. I, I had never have really thought of it when we've been in town before to actually go in and say, hey, can I trade my light hammers, which I've never used for anything but for something else. Trading for another weapon is still going to land you in the same position. You're just going to be attacking with a weapon. It's either your axe or another yeah. weapon. Yeah. Uh, another possibility is multi-classing. So if you wanted to maybe take a level of something else for a couple levels or, or, or sandwich it in. So next level, you pick something from a spellcasting class or rogue or something where you can be more sneaky. Hmm. What that's going to do is the maximum level for any character in D&D is 20. Right. So you're effectively chopping off your, your most powerful abilities as a barbarian. So you have to weigh what you want to do. Right. But if you did do that and you start and you grabbed something that was like a close melee type attack. Yeah. But if you chose like things where you could do long. Uh, like, but she could do more with like bow and arrows and stuff, right? Like technically? Technically, yeah. But again, it's just more weapon attacks. Uh, so if you miss, you miss. But like, but you don't have to be like right there. And if you get like maybe a flaming arrow or something, you could still do it from a distance. All I'm saying is like you can like my my yeah. panabis never doesn't exist. 
But through showing that awesome uh, Forged in Fire episode with the Panabas and with the graciousness of the DM, he allowed the Panabas in there. He chose a damage thing, and boom, the Panabas double-handed, boom. So I would say just explore some junk, man. Yeah. Throw some rocks or something. Throw some rocks. Explosive rocks. Pop rocks. Yes. Basically, <laughs> he's, basically he's like, you can weapon differently. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, I guess I'd about be my only kind of disappointment with this particular game is I just feel like I'm kind of a one-trick pony. I was literally about to say that. Well, keep those things in mind. I will try and keep those in mind as I develop future episodes and try and find ways to spice things up. Let's get on into the game. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. Hello, stackers. We are back to our Dungeons & Dragons adventure. I'm Rhett, the Dungeon Master, and I'm joined by... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Michael as the Womberbash Benson Mum. The Thane as Peter the Greyhawk. In our last episode, Tira and Bash pressed on through the swampy western reaches of the Hollow by following a wisp. They hadn't gone far when they heard the sounds of battle and emerging from the waterlogged trees saw a horrible sight. Peter fighting with a living plant that drew power from numerous dead bodies it was in the process of consuming. With our party, now that the creature has been defeated, is, uh, well, Bruce is up with Widfara. I think you left him up above, right? Balrina is somewhere buried in the waters of the swamp. Oof. So really that just leaves Porkmeat the second. He is with, with Peter, me. yeah. Porkmeat the second, son of the Lord of the Horses. Thank you very much, sir. You know what? You could have transformed him into the uh, the warrior and helped help us fight that thing. <laughs> it would just been another turn of terrible rules to add to the whole <laughs> hey, <laughs> like, You increase the chances. <laughs> but yeah, that would have been neat. Who's ready to tell a story? Me! Me! We pull up and away. Oh, dear. <laughs> Spinning slightly as we go as though uncertain of where we're heading. It might be due to the quickness of our ascent, but our vision fades around the edges as we go, making it impossible to tell exactly where we're going. When our sight returns in full, we're drifting through the entrance of a mountainside cave in some remote corner of the world. The air is thinner here, and our breath comes with greater effort than usual. In spite of, or perhaps because of, the watery sunlight, the chill of the air cuts through our clothing. We float through the darkness of a cave, watching wistfully as the pale sunlight fades to a memory behind us. We're drawn on, inexorably, and we occasionally move down some of the yawning passages to our sides. Were we not being led by this invisible force, it would be impossible to navigate the labyrinth on our own. It seems we are winding deeper into the heart of the mountain when, from up ahead, comes the sound of a papery voice chanting in a low tone. The words are incomprehensible, but feel ancient. The sounds themselves drip with an obvious hatred and venom that makes us shudder. Then we slide into a large chamber crowded with all sorts of dusty sarcophagi. In the midst of the room, a kneeling figure, whispering in the dark, glows with a dim purplish light. Its withered hands lift a bundle into the air, and a powerful magic washes over us, making us stagger even from where we stand at a distance. A bit of the figure's purple essence flows into the bundle, glows brightly in the dark, and the chanting stops suddenly. The figure stays fixed, unmoving for a long time. Then, with creaking joints, it smoothly stands and tucks the bundle into a shadowy niche. Suddenly a slight noise sounds and its head snaps in our direction, fixing us with dead eyes. The mouth folds into a wicked smile and it raises its head to look at the ceiling. 
the scarred neck of Rebek shines livid in the dim light. Great bat-like wings unfurl from his back, and new chanting begins as he stretches his hands out over the tombs in the room. Something shifts in one of the sarcophagi, and then we feel relief as we are drawn back through the tunnel, zipping through the gaping holes under the earth, feeling the entire time as though Rebek's bony fingers are inches behind us. We plunge back into the sunlit world, feeling again the weak but welcome rays on us. In the moving air once more, we swirl about, feeling our vision narrow, and then fly back toward the hollow, descending once more to stand in the swampy mess that is its western reach, settling into the muck next to Tira, Bash, and Peter. What? Rebecca's a, a zombie for the bad guys now? Uh, what if he's an individual agent? Like he's, I don't know, he's like been raised by some power and he's working on his own, not not for the Reaver Morden, but what if he's just raising dead people for his own dark plans? But he's dead. Yeah. It said with his dead eyes. It's like yes. he's a zombie. So he could have been risen by some dark power. Oh, God. And then could be, you know, raising his own army for his own nefarious ends. I guess. Almost seemed like a, like a Voldemort and Goblet of Fire thing going on there. He's like raising a baby or something into making it you know what i'm saying like you're like he's holding a bundle and a bit of essence you guys know what's going on you sharing knowing looks Rhett and thane are sharing knowing looks like Th- i have not talked with thane at all about this or has he no he has not then what? but what if he has <laughs> i don't like that his magic has the same color as mine as purple my- Oh, you know, mine's like a blood red. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah it's kind of okay. like borderline maroon. But I maroon. like purple. You're not far off. Yeah, just had a little bit of blue in there. Burgundy. <laughs> mine's blood red. No, yours is yellow. Yours is yellow, yeah. Oh, that's right, topazy. Just kidding. <laughs> mine, is, uh, mine is purple. <laughs> we switched the colors on our microphone cables, <laughs> and so everyone's all confused. Well. <laughs> who, who's who? Normally, Meredith is yellow. Okay. Thane is orange. No, I am green, and you are red. So okay. only Thane and I are swapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. In the swamp, the last screams of the dying plant corpse thing splash into the water. There's this ripping sound as wet vegetable matter peels apart and just plops down into the water. And there's this horrible, swampy, gassy smell left lingering in the air. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was a good one. It was one of the corpses. <laughs> yeah, the methane that the dead bodies release. Except Wamberbash doesn't smell any of that. Remember, How he, is he not smelling any of it? You don't remember from the last episode, but when he was under the water with you, suddenly he just lost his sense of smell. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, so there you are. The echoes of the battle, the echoes of the dying scream of this thing, the last ripples of the water are are lapping at your legs as you're standing there what are you gonna do <coughs> we need to get out of here where is bell yeah I'll tell you what give me a constitution check the two of you not okay. not you wamber bash because you're Maybe unaffected by this oh joy constitution constitution 15 <laughs> oh, wow <laughs> we're starting off strong this episode ladies and gentlemen oh tira past uh, you feel a wave of nausea but it, it passes you very quickly the the stench is unbearable but yeah. you're not otherwise affected by it it's unbearable but you bear it peter leans over vomits into the water and then immediately faints ah! <laughs> you guys are gonna have to get me out of the water because i rolled kind of- one <laughs> i see that bash pick up peter let's get out of here now <laughs> All right, I'm going to grab him and like kind of pull him away from the vomit. I can totally see you as Tony Shaloub in Galaxy Quest. After everyone, <laughs> tele- like, everyone teleports to the ship and they're all like, Ugh! and then he zips in there. What's he's wrong like, with them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's go. <laughs> all right. So the two of you are going to lift Peter's corpse-like body out of the water. Yeah. I uh, almost get one of the other bodies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're, they're just floating around on uh, the surface of the water. Nasty. And so you're having to reach in there and extract him from those. Tira, I, Tira, where's your horse? I left her back in the bog where we, where we were, where you found me. When I crashed into the bog, she went under the water and, and I don't know where she is. I don't, I don't even know where exactly that is at this point. Well, where's your wisp friend? It is bobbing 
in the trees to the east of where you are. As you're standing there talking, suddenly there's a rolling feeling under your feet, and the entire world feels as though it's pitched sideways briefly, and the trees begin swaying. Everything settles out after that moment, but the the shifting ground under your feet leaves you feeling, Tira especially, very unsettled. What was that? Is there like a raised area, sort of out of the watery area, just a little bit more, less swampy, so to speak? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to pull him up and just lay him down on yeah. that. Uh, first of all, his horse is nearby. So Porkmeat second is there in the water. He came to a stop and basically stood there for the duration of the fight. Useless! <laughs> uh, Here, Bash, the, put him over his horse. Yeah, the, you can do that or the causeway because he was following a path through the swamp. Uh, that's not far behind Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put him on top of um, pork meat the second. Okay, the Just two of you hoist him up, and he <laughs> hits, and uh, he's just it's more, it's more like drape, drape <laughs> side saddle. It's hey, more like splot. Can I yeah. slap him? Did you yeah, wake him up? Absolutely. All right, I'm gonna I'm just gonna with my right hand just give him a nice <laughs> healthy smack on the cheek. Thane, give me a Constitution check, and I want you to roll a D4. I don't want to do that. You could could perceivably kill me with his slap. No. If he he slumps me enough times, yes. He's only slapping you once. Come on, roll. It's going to be a mod 20. I have three. Okay. There's a stinging slap across your face, and you take one point of damage. I didn't want to damage him. I just wanted to wake him up. It's one point. He's fine. (laughs) Did he wake up? You awaken, uh, you <laughs> gradually sl- slip into consciousness Duh! to find yourself staring down at the <laughs> <Gradually>. water. <laughs> <laughs> to find yourself staring down at black water, and there's a horrible lingering smell in the air. Bash. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on, let, let's not linger here any longer than we have to. Let's get up to that path that Peter was on, and let's get out of here. Somewhere oh. nearby, you hear a sloshing sound. And the sound of something large moving through trees. What is that? Is it in the same direction as the wisp, or is the wisp in the opposite direction? That sound happened north of where you are. The wisp is to the east. Is it coming from the direction that Bash and I came from when we came here? Uh-huh. All right. Perking in my ears. I look in that direction. There is a large shape that briefly shows between the trees, and you see more vines and vegetation moving. All right. Let's go. We're out of here. Move, move, move. Let's go. Maybe he's a friend. No, he's not a friend. <laughs> I'm going to go see if he's a friend. <laughs> you start moving and there's another swell of the earth beneath your feet. But this one's not nearly as dramatic or harsh as the first one. Wait a minute, Keep what, going. Hey, move. Hey, what, what if we're on top of a shell of a great huge tortoise? Tortoise that holds up the yeah, wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it's uh, nothing. <laughs> You don't know what that is? No, he's never seen it. The never-ending story. I have not. You have sheltered your children from the greats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they're too old to see it for the first time now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're never too old to see the classics. Never-ending story, man. Watch it. It's right on Voodoo. Oh, you guys signed out. We signed out of your Voodoo. <laughs> well, hey, but it's Meredith lucky did that watch you're it. right here. <laughs> I did. I, I watched it. Oh, okay. While we, while we were signed in to you guys, and I was like, I should not have done this. <laughs> it, it shattered all the... Uh, yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. this is really, really bad. All right. Um, all right. I, I, I guess we're trying to go... In, yeah, uh, get you're up fo- to the path. We're following move, the wisp. Move. We're following the wisp. Okay. You start moving toward the wisp. Uh, Peter, I, I guess you, you're still draped, but I guess you start to pick yourself up. Uh, you the do feel that... hanging out on the horse. <laughs> you do feel that pork meat's hooves are really having to pull out of the mud under the... Water, so your weight on him is making him heavier. I believe I'm going to unmount. Okay, so you just slip backward and slop down into the mud. And I just lie there. And you're following this wisp. Peter, this is the first time you're seeing it. Uh, There is a glowing ball, approximately two feet diameter, that is bobbing gently in the air, about two feet above the surface of the water. I'm approaching it cautiously with eyes as wide as dinner plates. And Wamberbass? Uh, yeah, just I'm following it along. I mean, I, I assume it's moving toward the east as we get closer and closer. It is. And it begins to converge with that causeway, the path, the raised path in the water. And so you're able to get back up on that and it drifts on to the east. 
every now and then, maybe to the south and to the north and to the west, you hear more of that slopping sound and you see more of the large forms. One of them seems to come to where your battle was and just stop. And you see a tendril come reaching out and dip down into the water and then wraps around one of the bodies floating there and gradually absorbs it into the vegetable yeah. mass. Um, is it is this within the hour that we started? Yeah, it's only been a few okay. minutes. I, I still have wings at this point. I'm gonna I'm gonna um I'm gonna fly up. I'm gonna attempt to fly up just to kind of see where we are and where we're going. They can't be move. They're not moving that quickly, so I can head on up to kind of see and then come down, and they won't be like completely gone. Correct. That's correct. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna fly up and try to see what what do I see when I break the the tree line. You get up above the canopy, and it's the trees are very spindly, and there's leaves and moss on them, so anything below the canopy is pretty well obscured. Plus there's that gloomy, again, it's hard to explain. It's not fog, but it's almost like patches of darkness that obscure your vision, make it difficult to see. It's a very odd environment here. Mm. So you don't really see anything of note. In the dist- in the, when I look out in the distance, I just see more canopy. And- uh, so the, the swamp extends for another couple of miles to the east and then there is a break in the trees and then it's grassland and a hill, a gentle slope going up on a hill. And you can see what look like standing stones arranged in a rough circle on the summit. Okay. All right. So I'm going to fly back down and say, uh, um, hey, listen, I, I, I saw that there's grass and there's a hill up, up, up above. I mean, it's going to take us a little bit to get there, but, uh, but we're, we're, we're heading in the right direction, I think. But Ballerina... Well, we're already in the opposite direction. If we were if we were come from, coming from the north, I have no idea where she is right now. Tira just kind of casts a, a saddened eye back the direction that they are coming and realizes that it'd be too dangerous to go back for her at this point with mm. all those other veg out there. <sighs> While Womberbash was aloft, uh, go ahead and roll me a perception check, an active perception check, both of you. Uh, mod 20. Oh my goodness, Thane. <laughs> oh no. Thane rolled another one. Uh, Peter, you're busy dumping mud and water out of <laughs> your <laughs> ears. Mud oh, and water no. out of your ears. Is that, was that the last, was that, was that the same die that no, rolled the one last time? I was one. like, I'm going to try a different die, see if I get a better result from this one. Oh, no. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> Tira, there is a pervading sense of watchfulness. You can't quite put your finger on what's going on, but you sense that there is somebody nearby, maybe just far enough into the trees that you can't see anybody, but there's this very still sense of being watched. Does it feel eerie like I feel like we are in danger or just, wait a minute? So you have one of your Features is danger sense. Yes! You don't have a jangling of those nerves. You have felt imminent danger before, and this is not one of those, but it is uncomfortable, if that makes any sense. A bit. Hey, Tira, I say as I'm dumping a metric ton of mud and water out of my ears. (laughs) You would tell me if you spotted anything weird, wouldn't you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at weird, is what she says Yeah, yeah. It's funny you should ask that, Peter. <laughs> Peter, metagame Greyhawk. Yeah. <laughs> what are I, you talking about? I. It's the oddest thing. I feel like that there's somebody watching us, but I can't. I I don't see anything out there, and I can't tell from where. Strange, I say, as the pile grows ever underneath my <laughs> ear. I, th- I thought I would notice that as well. <laughs> so, so we're we're on a, we're on more of a path now, correct? Yeah, Wamberbash, you alight next to them gently. I can see your wings furling yeah. behind you as you land and kind of like land and start walking very if, smoothly. If, if 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 we're more on a path and not so much in the in the uh, swamp, can these two jump on Port Meat the second? Can we pick up the pace a little bit? Yeah. Oh yeah. And wait, wait. Now wait. that you're on the causeway, it is much smoother going. So you're not sloshing and slogging like okay, you were. Good. Before. That was but is, it like, is it like a tree line? The trees are a little bit back, maybe 20 feet clearance on either side of this causeway. All right. Tara's going to put up a hand as they're trying to go away and and she's going to say, wait, wait, there's somebody back there. 
and she's kind of almost in a dreamlike trance, just kind of staring back and maybe starting to move back that way as if to try and look around a tree trunk or something. Hey, Peter, I think I think Tira's lost her mind. She has indeed. Let's leave right now. <laughs> we, need, we, need to, we need to just grab her and let's go. Give me one more perception check. Okay. Uh, if you get a natural 20. Wow. We'll go from there. But other than that. Come on, 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 come on. Oh, so close. Yeah. And you don't have inspiration or anything. I don't have inspiration or anything. Tira, as you're peering into the trees to the, I'll say, north side of the path, you think you catch maybe the faintest hint of movement, almost like earth tone movement out of the corner of your eye. But other than that, there's nothing visible. So I'm just staring off that way, and then you can just grab me or whatever. Okay, yeah. So um, let's. I, I, I'm going to say, let's, guys, why don't you jump on uh, Pork Meat the second? Let's let's try to pick up the pace a little bit. The wisp starts drifting eastward along the causeway. Oh, okay. All right, I'm coming. All right. So uh, we saddle on up. Tira's sitting in front of me, and I'm holding the reins. I'm sort of like running flying, so what I'm going to do is as I'm running, I'm just going to like bat my wings to mm-hmm. kind of like give me a little bit so I can keep up with Horse Meat the Second. Yeah, Horse he's... Meat the Second. <laughs> <laughs> Horse Meat the Sequel. He's moving at a, a trot, so it's not, oh, okay. not difficult okay. for you. Yeah, we're not galloping or anything. This is I'm not still going to horse run. Can okay, fly gallop? run. <laughs> horse run. Fly horse. Horse fly. <laughs> I want to say horse all the time. Horse meat. Horse run. Horse fly. Is there any reason why we can't gallop? Or is it he just You would not? leave him behind. Not with not my wi- not with my bat, bat wingy thing or my wingy thingy. You wouldn't be able to fly under the trees. You'd right. No, yeah. As, so as I'm running, yeah. I'm batting my wings and I'm like <sighs> Yeah, I know. Like to skitter. Let's just play this through. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you follow the wisp. It drifts ahead of you, always just, you know, the same distance ahead. If you falter, it stops and kind of circles gently and then continues and up ahead eventually you begin to see a lessening of the gray and then you suddenly burst through and yes the grass does look greener out here the air is moving just the tiniest bit more and maybe the gloom has lessened so that you don't have quite as heavy a uh, the patches of, of darkness that are swirling and so and so we're out from the trees at this point right you're out from the trees excellent uh, it looks positively radiant, even though it's not. It's still a gray sky. The sun looks like a, a watery disk in the sky. But comparatively, yes, it's much better. It feels much better. Uh, you, maybe a sense of hope rises up in you. And then to the right, uh, let me explain this. It's very open here. In the far distance, maybe a couple miles distant, you can see a gray line that marks where the cliff rises back up out of the hollow and it extends to your right. And I'll show you a map of this, post the map later. Directly ahead of you is a hill rising up that has jagged pieces of stone arranged roughly in a circle at the top. And to your right, down what is kind of like a a gentle valley and reaching towards the southern end of the hollow, uh, you see a line of mounds of earth that are following this valley down. The first one is probably a good 300 yards distant from the road. Do they seem naturally occurring or... They're too uniform in both spacing and size for them to be naturally occurring. Burial mounds. Ooh, maybe. Maybe. Only one to find out pulls out shovel. (laughs) (laughs) Start digging. Um, I don't know. My first inclination is that we need to go to that stone circle. Yeah, I'm going to... You said we're a couple miles away from it? The hill is not that far. Oh, okay, okay. It's maybe a quarter mile. The hill is maybe a quarter mile away. The wall of the hollow is about two miles away. I say we go up to the stone circle. I concur. As you have tumbled out into this open area, the wisp begins to dissipate, and the light kind of floats away and is absorbed by the darkness. I'm just going to turn and say thank you. Uh, who's leading? I guess he's kind of in front of us on the horse. Peter? And then I'm in front of Peter on the horse. Porkmeat is leading. Okay. We are the passengers. You begin climbing the hill. And as you begin to climb, it's almost like 
the scenery around you begins to wave, like you're looking at a mirage through heat. And it's a very disconcerting feeling. Again, a, a feeling of nausea washes over you. Tira, you hear a loud scream. And then, almost rising from the side of the hill, you see a group of grim-faced dwarves carrying your wounded father. His eyes are closed, his breathing is shallow, and some of the dwarves are weeping. And they take a few steps and then sink back down into the side of the hill. I'm going to leap off of Porkmeat and run to where I saw Do we all sink. see this? You do not see any. You see Tira leap off of Porkmeat the second. We're- Where's she, where, where's she going? Father! I'm assuming that she's Wait! basically having to knock me back uh, in order to get you off. You said I was in front of you. I, I, I was going to jump off. I said, I said you were sitting in front of me, so you, you jump yeah. off, and that probably knocks me off, and so I'm okay. To- As you fall, a desire like you have never known before rushes over you, and you're taken back to the moment in the valley where you healed the Marda Ajad, that feeling of absolute power and control over this force that you were just beginning to learn returns to you in a way that you have not felt since. And you find your hand reaching toward the pouch at your belt where there are eight star stones jangling in there. Wamberbash. Who is this? I, I know. What, what, you guys, what are you doing? Tira, what are you doing? Where are you going? Wait, stop! Come back! Come back! Wait, Father? Where are you? I'm gonna take off and fly toward her. Uh, your wings begin to beat. It's not far, maybe 10 to 15 feet, mm-hmm. so like one flap of your wings and suddenly you're right behind her. Tira, you want to describe what you're doing? I know you're saying... I'm kind of down on my... You said yeah, I saw them sink back into the, So I'm down on my knees kind of scrabbling at the grass. Wait, stop! Come back! Where are you? Where are you? And I'm going to land right there and say, Tira, there's nothing here. There's n- there's nothing Get here. Get off me! There's nothing here! Leave me alone! What are you looking at? What are you looking for? They were just here! Who? My father! Your father? The dwarves, he was hurt! He needs me to... G- I'm coming, I'm, ha- I'm right here, I'm right here! Just, Tira, think that your father and the dwarves, they wouldn't be here right now. Just think. This is not right, something's happening. Tira. <sighs> Did you hear him? Hear what? He's here. Yes? Yes? Man, what is going Where on? Where are you? I'm going to turn and look at Peter. And I, do I see him like reaching for like some, some stuff in his, his bag or something or his pack? He has plunged his hand deep into the pouch at his waist. And a, a look of absolute rapture has come over his face. Peter, Almost a manic gleam in my eye. Yeah, why don't you describe? I put my hand in my bag tentatively at first. And then my hand makes first contact with the stones and there's an initial wave of like sickening overwhelming energy that comes springing through my finger and all through my body but quickly acclimate to it and then immediately just start grabbing out stones and like i'm holding them in my hands i'm looking at them i'm almost muttering to myself Musing over all the the things I could do with this power at my hands, my fingertips, quite literally. So that's what you see. I'm going to try to knock Tira out. I'm going to try to punch her and knock her out. <laughs> Payback okay, okay. for, for <laughs> Ben <laughs> Delay. <laughs> he's over here smacking and hitting all. Of us. No kidding. He's yeah. How do, how do I do that? I mean, how do I attempt? Yeah. Um, you can go for a subdual blow. Uh, again, this is going to have to be a high. High thing. Hmm. I mean, I, I guess I'm trying to knock her out of whatever has happening to her. Okay. So, so I'm, I, and and in my mind, what I'm thinking about doing is I'm going to try to punch her to knock her out of what's forever. I'm going to turn and I'm going to fly and dart right toward Peter and try to grab the stones out of his hands at this okay. point. Go for the roll first. Let's see if you hit her armor class. Nope. Oh. What is wrong with us? Okay, today? I'm going to roll a luck point. I had to go point on that one. Uh, that was a, a you one, people. Your, How you many do you have left? And punch uh, yourself just in the one face. more. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, he plays it off real good. He missed completely and just. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't even notice. Yeah. Still scrabbling out the ground. Yeah, I am. Come on, dice. <laughs> That's 3 1 so far tonight. Still isn't hit. 
there is a an ineffectual thump against your back. He tries to hit you, but maybe you shift forward to, mm-hmm. to reach for the ground again, mm-hmm. and it just skims across your back, but you know he was trying to hit you. Tira, snap out of it. Trish, get off! All right, I, she's uh, technically, I guess, fine at this point. No, there's nothing around her. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn she's around. Okay. She's crazy. And I'm gonna just, I'm gonna fly toward Peter to his euphoric, crazy okay. smile-looking thing. So he's still lying there on the ground. He has pulled his hand out, and you can see the glimmer of star stones. They're all that turquoisey color. How many in his does hands. he have? All of them, or just all of them? Okay. All of them. Can I conjure a shield around myself? There is a glow in his hands of of the turquoise and a feeling of great power emanates from him. Wamberbash power that you have not felt ever. As I'm flying toward him, I'm going to use telepathy and I'm going to, I'm going to try to talk to him. I uh, can, I just conjure a, basically a barrier against just about everything. Around but why myself. would you though? Just, I just out of curiosity. I, don't know, just, I, I think because I, you don't know that's what, what I'm doing. Well, or my, I, my I intent is. I'm thinking that Peter's just kind of like playing around with, the the stones that he has, like, what can I do? I can make a shield around myself. I can make myself fly. I could turn Wombrash into a, a, a rock or something. But why would you do that? I don't know. Okay. I, because I'm, he heard you say you were coming. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I look up and, like, instinctively. What is your telepathic message, Wombrash? It's, it's, um. Peter, what are you doing? Okay, give me a a wisdom check. We'll see if you are even paying attention to the outside world. It's going to be a 15 or higher. Ooh. Come on. Fourth natural one in a row. Let's do it. <gasps> oh, shoo. it's an 11. <laughs> uh, total? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it doesn't get through. You hear a sound, but you're so enraptured by the stones that you're oblivious to whatever message was coming in. All right. Uh, as I reach for... As you reach for a voice sounds in your head. No, I, I haven't. I got it here. And so I'm, I'm reaching down to knock the stones out of his hand or grab them or whatever okay. um, is what I'm doing. All right. Um, can I, do I do it? Yeah, let's go ahead and roll. Right. <laughs> you have one last luck point. Yes. No, I'm not going to waste yeah, it on don't that. Don't waste it on that. Man. This, this one's no good either. <laughs> I'm going to grab this one now. <laughs> you know, that dice throne is sounding better and better. <laughs> <laughs> the dice throne, yeah. You got to gotta treat your dice right if you want them to work for Man. you. So I, I, I miss, obviously. I land. Um, I don't know why, but I'm going to pull out my spoon. So I pull out my spoon and I'm just going to put it in front of me and say, Peter, look. Something shiny. <laughs> As you pull out the spoon, it feels a little warm. Like, unnaturally warm. The worn handle, so again, it's it's mostly black from tarnish, but where your thumb rubs on it habitually, uh, it, the silver still shines through. And the empty sockets where little flakes of stone used to be uh, stare at you. Nothing happens, though. Nothing happens. Okay, I'm going to walk toward Peter calmly, but I'm going to walk toward Peter and try to take the stones... I'm still gripping the spoon in my right hand. I'm going to try to take the stones out of his hand firmly. Give me a an attack roll. We'll see. Basically, on a successful attack, you will, against his armor class, you will take the stones. Good or luck. at least knock them out of his hand. It's a 19 year old against. <gasps> 22. Yeah! You slap his hand, Peter, the stones Ow. go tumbling from your hand and fall into the ground, immediately losing their turquoise and dropping to a lusterless finish. My princess. I'm gonna run <laughs> I'm gonna run over and grab and grab as many stones as possible to try to put them like in, in like my tunic or something. No, 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 I don't want them anymore. No. You see Wamberbash <laughs> lurch toward your stones on the ground. <laughs> You see Wamberbash lurch toward the stones on the ground, and he begins scrabbling at your precious stones. No! <laughs> what are you going to do, boy? I'm going to try and reclaim my, my, my pretty shiny rocks. How? Did I grab all of them? I'm, I'm, or just a couple of them? You're reaching for them? Okay, okay. I'm giving Peter okay. a chance to do something. I'm not, I'm not trying to... I'm not going to try and do anything in Swamber Bash or anything. Like, I'm so focused on the stones, I'm just going to try and grab them before he grabs them. Okay, all right, so go ahead and give me an attack roll against Wolverbass. <laughs> <laughs> roll a one. <laughs> Watch me. <laughs> Chances are. 
<laughs> oh, it's a seven. That's a seven. <laughs> it's a seven. It looked like a one for a second there. <laughs> I was about to say. Well, Rash, you start to reach for the stones. You feel him thud into your back, but he, he hits you at a weird angle, and he goes sliding down the hill a little bit, rolls a little bit before he catches himself. So you have ample time to pick up all the stones. Okay, so I got him. As you grab them, the first one is no issue. The second one, you're starting to feel yeah, woozy. Yeah. The third, fourth, you uh, give me a constitution check. Uh, nine. <laughs> you vomit. Okay. All, all right. right. You, you guys are leaving all your innards. But, but, I, <laughs> but, but listen, I, I, no. I'm, I, I think I have a little bit of a tolerance because remember back in the thing, I put my hands on that building and He's I was like, just profusely. Whoa. So it <laughs> shouldn't be too bad. <laughs> I've been worse. Yeah. <laughs> you chuck once you're like, this is nothing. Got it out of my system. <laughs> That was a good heave. <laughs> you slide the stones into some weird pockets in your robe. Okay. By the time you're done, Peter, you're picking yourself up and you see him standing up. There's no sign of your stones. He's not holding them. And he's looking down at you, maybe with a look of pity. G- g- give them back. I take off toward Tira. I'm running after him. <laughs> Tira, what have you been doing this whole time? I, I was scrabbling at the dirt, at the, at the grass, and then I heard that voice, which then kind of arrested me. And so instead, I've been kind of looking around, my back sort of more to them, so I do not see what they've been doing. But I've been looking around towards the source of the voice, maybe every now and then saying, who's there? I'm, I, I'm right here. What? Where are you? I don't understand. I don't understand. Okay, as I get closer... I'm going to telepathy her, and I'm going to, as best I can, say, Tira, this is not real. What you're seeing is not real. Snap out of it. Womberbash is trying to help you. He's your friend. And now I'm going to tackle her, grab out my water bladder, and try to waterboard her. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just joking. (laughs) Snap out of it. Do I have to roll something against that? You had him do a wisdom check or something. That was against him because he was enraptured by the stones. You're not quite as enraptured. You're, oh, you're okay. just distracted. Okay. Uh, you're not being affected in the same way. So you hear that. All right. So I so I just instinctively, because obviously I can see he's not in front of me, I just wheel around. And is he is he charging me? What are you doing? I'm, I'm running and I'm, oh. I'm looking like... All right. <laughs> I know that people can't see that. <laughs> it's a somewhat panicked, somewhat desperate look. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, okay, good. <laughs> okay, look for that on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> okay. Scary, uh, okay, actually. so I, at, at, having heard it in my head, like I said, I obviously can see he's not in front of me, so I wheel around to see him running towards me. Bash? Tara, I need your help. I, I need you to snap out of it. Uh, we we need to go. We need to go to Peter right now. Meanwhile, I am actually running after Wombert. <laughs> Peter is right behind you. Yes, I know. What I is t- happening? I took his stones. He grabbed all of them. I think. What? He, just come come over here to me, please. We I need, run. To, we need- I run towards Bash uh, and get between him and Peter. Peter, as you're charging toward Wombert, Tira suddenly slides in between, mm-hmm. I'm gonna and jump her, her face like- shows. There is no messing around Determination. here. Determination. I'm going to try and hurdle her. Can I reach up and stop him? We'll do a contested check. It'll be Thane, give me an athletics check. Tira, give me a dexterity check. That should probably be bad for both of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Oof. Eleven. <laughs> I jump in an awkward way, and she doesn't reach. <laughs> and hits her in the head, and knocks like, her off. <laughs> I got an eleven. I got a, a seven. Got okay. A <laughs> Peter, you you lift off the ground. Your uh, your clearance is <laughs> your clearance is about two inches. I'm just waiting on. Oh, this is great. And meanwhile, the people, the natives, are just looking at this and just going, "What no. in the world?" <laughs> Bunch of idiots. <laughs> Whatever they have to say to us, we're going to ignore it outright. Oh, okay, you collapse onto the ground, Terry. You've successfully arrested his leap forward, Wamberbash. You see the two bodies tumble, and they begin to roll down the hill a little bit. They're not in danger of 
rolling all the way to the bottom. Right, I'm gonna, as you, I'm going to run over, you know, kind of <laughs> yes. like get in front, like stop him a little bit. I'm going to pull Peter off of her yeah. and kind of try to hold him down. And then I'm going to say, we, we, we need to snap him out of this. We need to... Uh, do you want to slap him? <laughs> Where's my iron pot? No, I'm not going to slap him anymore. Um, Are you sure? It's fun. I know it. I think this is another stone What crown. is going on? <laughs> okay, so I'll say, bash, hold him. Like, you're just going to, like, straddle or sit on him or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, get yeah. down there. I'm going to grab him by the face. Stop. And just, get, I'm going to do an intimidation on get him. Get off of me. Okay, nice. Intimidation check. Oh, where is that? <laughs> Tell me what you're going to do, and then I said, "So I'm gonna I, bash, hold him down, and I'm gonna get down on the ground level with Peter. I'm gonna grab his face. And I'm gonna just eye to eye, almost nose to nose, but I'm gonna look him straight into the eye and say, Peter, hang on, <laughs> Peter, <laughs> Peter. <laughs> it's just like Peter, stop it. No, I'm gonna grab him and I'm gonna look him straight in the eye, face to face. I'm gonna say, Peter, stop. <gasps> no <laughs> you have a booger hanging out of your nose <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's not intimidating at all <sighs> Peter you are you are so far gone in your anger that uh, this it's like you're not even hearing her you're being held down and you're just irate that this is being done to you give me back my stones I'm gonna try and elbow uh, Wamberbash behind me I'm actually on top of you, dude, with like holding down your hands like this. Oh, well, I'm going to try and... Oh, you should do, you should go poof and try and headbutt him. Thanks for the advice, Tira. <laughs> <laughs> that was me, not Tira. Negative <laughs> 10. <laughs> okay. Negative 10. <laughs> you see Peter's head start to jerk back while we're bashed, and you have enough of clearance in between you that you're able to keep from being hit in the face. You just hear whoosh. <laughs> Man, I don't know what to do to knock this guy out of this. Um, Slap me. <laughs> Wait. Um. Wow. I yeah, I, I don't know what to do at this point. Uh, I am. I am. I'm just going to. Um, We're on the hill, correct? Yeah, yes. and kind I'm of on the side. I'm holding him down. He's like lifting his head up, trying to headbutt me. I'd say the crest of the hill is maybe another thirty feet above you. Let Let's get get to the top. Maybe I don't know. Throw him in the stone circle. I don't know. Let's just get out of here. Go, go, go up. I, well, go I up. I, I don't have to throw him or anything. I, I, he's just going to run after me. So I'm just going to get <gasps> up it. Get and up start and run running to the toward top. the circle. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. That was genius. Okay. You shove him down to basically give you that extra split second. And as soon as you shove, your you flap your wings and like turn and okay. and book up the hill. Peter, you feel the weight lessen on you. And what's your response? Speed. Okay, so you, you do a push-up basically into uh, standing, and you're immediately running up the hill, but you've lost maybe a second. So he's a good few feet in front of you. My priestly living has given me such great athletics. All right, Wamberbash, you make your way up to the top of the hill, and you find yourself in the midst of a circle of stones, and it's kind of like alternating. Some are light and some are dark. And it's kind of like every other one in this rough circle. They're varying heights, varying shapes, but uh, there's about 10 stones arranged in a circle. Some of them are leaning a little bit. There's moss lichen growing on them. That's what you see. And as soon as you enter the circle, it feels like the voices in your head are quelled. Okay, excellent. Peter, again, you're just a short distance behind him. You burst through the circle and the same thing. The rage almost immediately ebbs out of you, and you find yourself feeling very tired. You know, I bring myself to a to a sudden stop, and I stagger forward a few feet, and I just kind of slump down. Peter, like I'm, I'm still awake, but I'm just kind of like lying there dazedly. Are you okay now? Uh, what? Tear is tear is running. I, I figure I just kind of bring up the rear shortly thereafter. Yeah, so just you, in time to see him slumping to his knees. Yeah, you grab pork meat and you lead him up the hill. You're a good twenty feet behind Peter. As you enter the circle, your fear and the the sadness that you felt at seeing your father like that begins to feel more like it was a dream. And you see Peter slumped on the ground, and Wamberbash maybe hands on knees and kind of. <laughs> breathing yeah. after all this exertion. Uh, Tira, what did, what did you see? What was wrong with you? I saw the other dwarves 
carrying my father. It was like he was on the point of death. I, you know how my father talks to me sometimes, right? Yeah. Well, I was hearing voices uh, all at once. Like there was a lot, there was a lot more conversation going on. I'm not sure. Peter obviously was overtaken by his um, want for star stones. I'm going to keep these for a little bit. No, give them back. No, no, Peter, just, Peter, just like, I'm going to kind of put my hand on his head. Not like a, you know, saying, no, hey, hey, hold on. Be still, Peter. I think it's fairly safe to say that I slip into unconsciousness. Okay. Okay. Bash, what are we going to do? As soon as we leave this circle, we'll all be assaulted by these visions again. I wonder if the circle goes all the way up. Do you know what I mean? Like, in other words, I'm going to fly just straight mm-hmm. up, but mm-hmm. within the circle and see what happens. You don't feel any different. Okay. okay. And in fact, as you go up, you see another wisp on the east side of the hill. Okay. You see it form and it kind of twists upward into a ball again. And it begins to drift eastward and Look, southward. Tira, there, there's another wisp. Do you see it? Can I see it? Okay. I don't know if you had to be. Yeah, looking to in it. the direction. All right. So I turn have- to the direction he's. Indicating. Yeah, you have a view now of the valley. Basically, the hollow is kind of like a kidney vein. You came in at the northwest end, and the valley extends to the south. So it kind of curves down to the south. And you're able to see down that length of the valley, you see the mounds to your right at the base of the hill. Kind of, it, They're fanned out in a semicircle around the hill. But to the south, you see a glimmer of what looks like golden sand. Like a beach? Like, like a, a beach, and the misty form of a waterfall descending the south end of the hollow cliff. But the wisp is forming in the east. It's forming east of the hill Okay, and beginning to drift southward. Okay. I'm going to fly back down, and I'm going to say, hey, listen, you know, I'm afraid to get out of the circle. What I think we should do is I think we should put Peter on top of pork meat the second. I think we should tie him up. I think you should get on pork meat, and we need to like make a beeline toward that that wisp and and get out of here as fast as possible i think i'm gonna fly but if you can go as fast as possible on pork meat the second with him tied up on the back and oh and have your eyes closed i suppose that's a a good plan before we leave the circle though is there any markings is there anything interesting about these stones other than just the light and dark alternating there's nothing to gather from like about what this place is from the stones okay i'm gonna lift up peter this and i'll is, be putting him on the on the back of pork meat the second this is just like what happened at, at that, that other that, hill when we very first left Arden. yeah that witch mount that witch mountain thing or something under his Cr- breath crown stone something crown. Like, oh, stone crown stone crown yeah yeah <laughs> As I'm talking, though, I'm binding his yes, his yes. hands, and I'm binding yeah, his feet. Yeah, you're, absolutely. You're, we're preparing to depart, and we're just kind of discussing. That's a little too tight, Lumber Bash. <laughs> it's for your own good, Peter. All right, so you've gotten on. Yeah. We are now pointing Pork Meat the Second in the direction of the wisp. Yes. I'm, like, digging my heel in right there because I'm getting ready to take off. <sighs> All right, Pork Meat. Are you ready? As fast as you can go straight towards that wisp and I close my eyes real tight and I'm going to grab onto the whatever like the horn of the saddle man I wish I, I guess Bruce. we have I guess we have the whatchamacallit around Peter yeah the rain yes thank you alright go you hear the beating of wings through your closed eyes Tira and the thud of hooves on the hillside you feel a pitch forward as the ground tilts downward and the rush of the air across your face you hear confused voices. Tira. No. Peter. No. Ignore it, Tira. You feel a slight sense of loss well, that also, accentuates the more you get out of the circle. I'm also kind of unconscious at the moment. Oh, right, right. Okay, we, we'll cut that out then. Okay. I feel a loss of... Consciousness. Consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forgot. After a few seconds, the ground begins to level out, and the voices and the sounds and the confusion are left behind you. <sighs> and that's where we're going to end this episode. Oh, man. Okay. I'm like this in air. <laughs> <laughs> As we end the episode. <laughs> Caught you mid-wings. <laughs> <laughs>
Mid-flap. Mid-flap. Okay. Um, experience points. I like the role-playing. Why don't you take five each? Uh, you explored a little bit more of the hollow, so take another two. And let's go with Norse Battle. Okay, I wrote it down. Cause I th- it, it was a really small point, but I just thought it was genius because I was like, let's let's quick, let's carry him up to the top of the thing. And when Bash is like, listen, if I just run, he's going to follow me because I have the stars and he's he's crazy to get them. I thought that was a really smart. Yeah, take one. A smart thing there. Anything else? Yeah. Absolutely nothing. No one else did anything of note. Right now. Things almost leveled up, I think, at this oh, no point, kidding. right? Maybe. Uh, um, let me think. I'm trying to think if there's anything really cool that Peter did. Yeah, like I said, I really like the role playing. I like. Yeah, we kind of already got rewarded for our good role playing. It was a fun episode. Good. I'm glad like you liked one. it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to do some things. More dramatic. Good. Uh, so I think that's good. Let's go ahead and get a recap. Tira is 64 points into Ooh, level eight. Look at you. Wamber Bash is 73 points into level eight. Yikes. Peter Greyhawk is 86 points in a level 8. Hey, cooking. Way to go. Hope you had a good time. It sounds like you did, and I kind of liked the way it played out. My notes, again, are pretty sparse on this. I was going to say, how much of this did you have planned? I had a general idea of what kinds of things I wanted to do, and so we, we hit most of those. Thank you. I got a high five from Thane. A very gentle high five. <laughs> a high pat. So we'll pick up here next time. Hope you enjoyed it, Stackers. As always, we'd love to hear from you on our social media sites and through email. Just let us know what you think. Share your ideas, your thoughts, your experiences, all that good stuff. And we'll see you here again next time at Stack It Ups. Check them out today using the link in our show notes. What are you doing over there? Put your phone away. Oh, my word. <laughs> you just had a picture pulled up just cause <laughs> Meredith look at this bearded man <laughs> yeah. ah, thanks <laughs> I guess we're boring Meredith <laughs> so we'll speed this up <laughs>